Welcome back, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw, and this is a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. I met Kelsey Kohler on Dr. Phil when she shared her incredible story of using passion and education to escape a cult she mistakenly joined in her 20s. She worked hard to gain independence and realize her dreams of practicing functional medicine nutrition, even founding her own company, ProFit. This is a story filled with so much inspiration and tenacity that I had to have her share it with the Secret Squad. I also want to dive deeper into the aftermath of her escape and the work she's doing now at ProFit. This is The Secret to Finding Your Power. I am so excited, Kelsey, that you're here today. We've been looking so forward to having you, and I just couldn't wait to get us here together. Sadly, we're virtual. When I say sadly, it's because you have so much energy, so much beauty, so much power about yourself that when we stood backstage at Dr. Phil, I could have stood there for hours visiting with you, and we had a hug, and I just felt your energy and everything, and I was so happy when you agreed to be on I've got a secret. So that's why I say sadly virtually, because I wish you were here in person. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here with you, Robin. And I felt very mutually the same way about you when we first met. It's just one of those things where our souls just kind of had that connection. And and I love that. And I think we have a mutual passion about helping people find their best life. and, And that's what I'm here for. Oh, thank you so much for those beautiful words. Well, you're right. It's a very deep, passionate, mutual feeling between us. So I think this is going to be a great episode, and I think the secret squad out there will walk away and uh, sit for hours and days and months and even for the rest of their lives and be changed after this podcast with you. So thank you again. And uh, Thank you. Thank you. Your story is definitely a unique one. Can you tell us about your undergrad experience, getting your nutrition degree? Yeah, so... I started um, my undergrad degree in Southeast Missouri, and I transferred to Memphis my um, sophomore year, so the University of Memphis in Memphis, Tennessee, and I was studying dietetics and exercise science, and I was super passionate about nutrition, how the body worked, and I had a professor in my undergrad degree who was into holistic nutrition, maybe not functional medicine, but we had a biochemistry class that she was really talking about how food is medicine and how food gives your body a biological message when you eat it. And that was just fascinating to me and it was Uh different than everything else I had learned. Um, So I was really into my degree, but I was also pretty religious at the time. And I was in an organization called Campus Outreach and it was a great organization, nothing wrong with them at all. But um, I met these street preachers while I was on campus and that's kind of where I met the cult initially. Um, so they would street preach on our campus and then kind of get recruits that way and then kind of nurture them into the group. So that's kind of when I met the cult as well was when I was doing my undergrad degree. Wow. That's, that's really very scary. And all of this was before your senior year. Yes. All before my senior year when I was in my early twenties. Wow. It's kind of scary, isn't it? To think that they can actually come onto a campus and recruit. Yeah, and they're still actively doing it. Um, They're based out of Wells, Texas, and I haven't really kept up to date with them in a long time, but, you know, they were on the Dr. Phil show in, like, 2018, I think. Um, But, they, yeah, they reach out to college students that are at a very vulnerable age Uh um, emotionally. You know, they're away from their parents, and then they create that separation, too, Mm -hmm. through the cult. Wow. When did you start to identify this as a cult? 
So I actually moved from Memphis to Dallas in um, late 20, 2009, early 2010. And they started to really start controlling like who I was talking to, like my family members, my friends. They would start saying, you know, they're not saved. They're not in our group. And I kind of initially thought like maybe this is weird, but they weren't controlling about it yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then they started saying like I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't listen to music that wasn't hymns. Um, I couldn't wear pants. I couldn't wear makeup. And that was kind of like where it started to be a little bit. We would fight about it kind of like the women would kind of fight with the men about that rule or those rules. And it wasn't really something that I saw until I was actually already in an arranged marriage. Um, but they kind of started nurturing the relationship. They kind of gaslight you. They, um, they use a lot of scripture against you. They'll use like fasting and prayer to kind of like get you in a vulnerable mental state. And then they'll kind of bombard you with, um, like Bible scriptures. Wow. And yeah. And so it got to the point where they introduced me to my ex-husband over zoom. Cause he was actually in South Africa and they said, you know, this is the Lord's will for you to marry him. We've had dreams about it. Like if you don't marry him, then you're directly disobeying God's will for your life and you'll go to hell because <sighs> they really believed you could lose your salvation. Um, and at the time, like I was very wrapped up in that. I really believed what they were saying um, and despite like my family's wishes, like my parents obviously didn't want me to go to South Africa. Um, but I got my plane ticket. I went to South Africa and I was there for a month and then I was engaged within a month to my ex-husband. And then I was married a month after that. Oh, wow. Okay. So all you, pretty fast. you were talking just now about your family and I wanted to ask you from the moment you started being influenced by this cult, did your family know about it? They did, but, you know, my family kind of thought it was a church. They didn't uh -huh. really see a lot of the behind-the-scenes manipulation and mm -hmm. control. And, I mean, it's very similar. I have a lot of clients that are, like, Navy SEALs or military, and it's very similar to what you would think, like, basic training or Hell Week's like. Uh -huh. Like, they just – they get you so man manipulated emotionally and psychologically that – you just kind of go along with what they say, you uh -huh. know? Yes. So did you live together or was this like meetings and, and get togethers or that you would organize and, and be ritualistic about? Like, were you together daily, weekly, or did you live together? So we had a, a group of girls and it was like one of my best friends from college actually came down with me. She was a pre-med student. So a lot of the people there were highly educated. Like a lot of them were pre-med, science majors. You know, it wasn't like just random people. Um, but we lived together. There was about three of us in a house and then a married couple that like owned the house. I see. And then the guys kind of lived in another house down the street. And then we would meet together for church uh -huh. a couple times a week. Wow. Wow. Well, what were their ideas surrounding women and their place in the world? A great question. Um, women were here to serve men. Mm. So, you know, like I got my master's degree in secret when I was married because I wasn't supposed to have a job. I wasn't supposed to pursue education. Um, you know, women weren't supposed to have jobs. Essentially, it's kind of the barefoot and pregnant ideology uh -huh. where, you know, you have as many kids as you can and the woman's place is at home raising the children, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's when they enforce that, right. and that's kind of the rule, you know. How long had you been a member when they introduced an arranged marriage for you? About three to six months. Wow. Wow. So, 
Yeah, it wasn't very long. No. And so when your parents heard about this, did they did they know you were going there because you were going to meet your arranged husband? So they didn't know that I was going to get married. They knew that I was going to meet a man like that I was interested in, but I didn't really tell them that it was going to be a marriage thing because I don't think I even really understood uh-huh. when I got on that plane, like where it was going and how fast it was going to be that, you know, or what pace it was going to be at. Uh-huh. Um, and then we got married and it actually took almost a year to get the visa. So I was living in South Africa with him, not knowing anyone for a year. And no one so, went with you. You went by yourself. I went by myself wow. to South Africa, which might not have been the smartest thing either. Oh, wow. But but when you're brainwashed, when you're when that's what you're living and thinking mm-hmm. and being told, it, then you probably didn't really think that it was that odd. That's what's so scary about yeah. cults. Were you convinced that your life before the cult was, let's say, bad? Did you Were you convinced mm-hmm. you were on the wrong path in your life? Yeah. So one thing that really got me um, initially kind of like interested in the cult is they were quoting a lot of Bible verses and I'm an intellectual person. So I really valued the fact that they knew all these Bible verses and they could explain them. And so that was what kind of initially got me. And then they were quoting all these verses that like, if you're a Christian, you don't partake in things of the world. Like you don't watch movies of the world. You don't listen to the music of the world. You don't drink and party. And I was like, well, that's, that makes sense, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of where they got me away from the group that I was in, the church group that I was in, and kind of began, I guess, the grooming process. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But as you look at it now, do you feel like, wow, but they were okay with me getting on a commercial airliner by myself and flying over to another country to live and wait so I could marry a stranger. Like that makes no sense. No, but the way that they think is like, it's almost like the thoughts that come into their head are from God. Uh And so in their idea, Oh, this would be a great marriage because this person would get a visa from South Africa and then Kelsey would be married. Cause I was kind of one of the girls that was, trouble, I guess you would say, whereas like, I wouldn't necessarily just obey them Uh openly like a lot of the other girls would. So I think they viewed marrying me off as like a way to make me submissive. Oh, wow. Was there any care surrounding health and wellness in this group? Did you still keep this part of yourself? I actually would sneak to the gym. Um, So I worked at like, before they told me I couldn't have a job, I worked at like a Whole Foods Uh kind of grocery store. And then I was doing my schoolwork online and then I would go to the gym on the way back. Um, So they kind of valued nutrition a little bit, but they also thought it was like an idol. So they would tell me a lot of the times that like I'm too obsessed with my health and my food because it's an idol that I put before God. Um, And then at one point, like way after I was disconnected from the call, like years later, it was around the time that um, your show or Dr. Phil's show on the call aired is when they had a baby die. Um, And the baby died because the mom was RH negative, which means she needed to get a special treatment. And she had the baby at home knowing that she was under this condition and she had previous children and the child died at home because they didn't seek medical treatment and they tried to pray to bring the child back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was years after I was no longer associated with them. Uh-huh. I remember that show. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So 
let me ask you this. And you don't have to answer anything, or if it doesn't make sense, I, I apologize right now. How did you, were you conflicted with the fact that you had to sneak to the gym and sneak to the library to do homework or whatever? Did, did you have a strong like guilt about that? Or did you just not pay attention to that? I did have a strong guilt about it, but it was kind of one of those things where I just disagreed with how they interpreted scripture. Uh So for me, it was kind of like an acceptance thing Uh where I would just not tell them about it. Mm -hmm. And I would go knowing that my conscience doesn't tell me it's wrong, even though maybe their conscience did say. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of a way I would justify it in my head that way. Good, good. And I'm kind of jumping around here, but when you said you got your master's while married, while in your arranged Mm -hmm. marriage, did your husband know you were getting your master's? No. So what happened was, is we got married, we moved back to America and I told him, you know, I wanted to pursue functional medicine. I knew I wanted to have a practice. And he basically told me, first of all, that I wasn't having a job. And second of all, that I couldn't do it. Um, so I applied for the master's program and because I was a mom, I qualified for like grants and stuff because we weren't married in the U S yet. Um, And so I got grants and I got my books and I hid them in the closet and I would study when he was at work during the day. And I was taking care of my daughter at the time um, when she was a baby. Wow. So was he the father of your daughter? Yes, he was. Um, So it was kind of one of those things where like we got back to the U.S. and I started to realize like this isn't what I want. Like I'm not happy. Um, It wasn't a healthy relationship at all. And it was kind of like a lot of those physical aspects of marriage were kind of expected and forced, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously I couldn't take birth control. Um, So I got pregnant. And then once I had my daughter, it was really when she was born that I was like, I can't be in this situation. Like, this isn't healthy, even if I go to hell. Because I really at one point thought that if I got a divorce, I was going to hell. And I made that choice in my head that I was like, if this is what it takes for me to leave, like I would rather go to hell than be in this relationship. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of what led to the divorce. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did he allow you to make uh, contact with your family when you came back to the States? Yes, he did. Um, in some ways, he didn't really have a choice uh-huh. in that because I am pretty stubborn uh-huh. to some degree. Um, so I was just pretty adamant about the fact that I was going to reconnect with my family when I got back. And he would allow it to some degree. He would just be kind of awkward if um, I had to bring him around with my family. Well, you're a strong woman because not a lot of men, strange men, arranged marriage, arranged husbands would ever allow that to happen. Yeah, it was kind of, It was definitely that kind of situation for sure. Wow. I'm thankful for you. I'm so happy for you that it has worked out like it has. God bless you. It's fascinating to me that during this time of urgency, you still followed your passion rather than trying for a quick fix to the situation. Mm. Yes, ma'am. I I was very determined that, you know, I was sick myself after I had my daughter. I had gut issues and obviously stress and PTSD, um, which led to thyroid condition too. And I went to doctor after doctor and didn't get results. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my body. Um, none of them would run like functional lab tests like I do now with my clients. And so it took about six doctors for one to finally tell me like you have Hashimoto's, which <gasps> is not just a thyroid condition, but it's an autoimmune, autoimmune thyroid condition. Yes. yes. And um, they were like, well, let's put you on this medication, this medication. 
you know, you're going to be on these for the rest of your life. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I don't want to take these medications. Um, so that's when I really dove into functional medicine before I got my master's. And I was like, there's got to be an answer. And so I actually did a online certification before I did the master's. And it taught me about like gut testing, adrenal testing, blood testing, and how to approach the body from a root cause and figure out why are these issues happening? What can we do about it from a nutrition, a supplementation, a lifestyle perspective, and then give the body the tools it needs to heal. And so I actually ended up learning how to heal my body. I did that. I actually show up like normal on my thyroid labs now. I reversed my gut issues. I fixed my metabolism. And then I was like, wow, like everybody needs this. And that's just what led to functional medicine from there. I love that. I love you. I love that you're telling this to everyone because I, and I believe that's why we connected so passionately when we met, because I believe everything you just said, and I have always been that passionate about my own health because I did inherit a gut issue from my father. It, it's, it can be genetic. And I just became so passionate when I was in my 20s, really, and noticed that I had issues with my body and I wanted to understand my body. I knew we, a lot of times, inherit most of our issues that we live with. And, uh, but I just, I just became very passionate about learning and research and finding out everything that goes on within my own body. And it, it was after I'd had my first child. When someone uses their body to create life, of course it's going right. to change. And so that's when I became very passionate about it. And then as I entered my 30s and knew that I became very passionate about hormones and how hormones affect the body and perimenopause, menopause, and I could go on just through my 30s, my 40s and 50s. And now I'm in my 60s and late 60s, going to have a birthday next month and turn 69. But I lost my mother at a young age of 58. And so I just was very passionate in my 40s and 50s, wanting to learn as much as I could about my genetics and my history. And and I learned that, you know, I did inherit my father's gut issues. So I feel like starting really in my 40s because of menopause and, and all of that, that I became the healthiest I've ever been and have continued this journey of learning my body, researching doctors that have the answers because I believe there's always a doctor out there for everyone. And sometimes you have to go through three, five, nine, 12, 15 doctors before there's that one person who really understands what you're going through. And I believe that Mm -hmm. everyone should be passionate about their own health and continue to look and talk to and consult with every doctor until you find that one. Yes, I totally agree. And and really a big problem is insurance dictates the amount of time that most doctors can spend with their patients. So when I look for a doctor, you know, we have a doctor on staff now with ProFit, so obviously I don't need one. But um, if I were to look for a doctor, I would try to find someone that's going to spend more time with me, mm-hmm. who's going to listen to my concerns, my symptoms, and then is who's going to take a root cause approach and try to figure out why these symptoms are happening and what we can do about it and not just say, oh, well, here's your antidepressant or yes. here's your thyroid medication or, you know, you're just a new mom. This is just how you're going to feel for a while. Like yep. none of those are sufficient answers. That's exactly and right. That's just unfortunately kind of how the medical system is right now. And I have to tell you, I didn't necessarily make appointments with 
with a doctor, with all doctors, what I would do was I would go, for example, with my hormones. I knew I wanted natural hormone replacement therapy. I knew that is exactly what I wanted. So I would go to compounding pharmacies and I would talk to the compounding pharmacist and say, who are the doctors that send their patients here to have their prescriptions filled? So then they would give me the list. Well, who, what, how do you feel about these doctors? And so I would interview pharmacists and then I would research those doctors. So I didn't necessarily make appointments with the doctors and have to pay to, for their time because they're very, very busy. So I did my research that way. I, I kind of went through the back door. I would get online and I would research their theories. I'd go to the library if they had written a book and I would sit in the floor of the library and I would kind of read through the flaps, you know, on the books and decide which one do I want to buy so I can read more about this one doctor that interests me. And I would read their materials before I would ever make an appointment. So you don't have to necessarily make an appointment and go into their office and spend money to talk to them. You can learn a lot about doctors and nurses and physicians' assistants mm -hmm. and through just through research. Yes, you're exactly right. And, and I love your approach. The backdoor approach is always great because you can get all the, the research and the data before you commit to a relationship with a doctor. And I think that's super important. And mm -hmm. referrals are always a great source. If you know a friend that's been to a doctor that they trust. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, like you said, looking up the pharmacy is a great way because the mm -hmm. pharmacists have to deal with the doctors all the time. They'll know if the doctors are making mistakes with the bioidentical hormones. We do that with Profit too. Um, we have a doctor on staff who prescribes bioidentical hormones. Oh, and that. yeah, it's just super important because, you know, a lot of our, our ladies that are into the menopause phase of life, like your estrogen going down, even 30% can affect your brain function, you know, like your cognitive ability, your memory, your recall, brain fog. And low estrogen is actually what causes a low sex drive That's right. and issues with sex. So that's another thing that women usually experience with menopause. And then on the other side of the spectrum, a lot of men are really struggling with low testosterone. It's kind of an epidemic nowadays, to be honest. The average like 22 year old male has the testosterone of a 60 year old mm -hmm. in 2000. Wow, isn't that amazing? So it's just, it's insane. Yes. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. So we do two things in every podcast. So I've come to a point where I think let's do our first thing that we do, and that's the drink of the day. So we always create our drink in honor of our guest and our topic. So we created what's called functional fuel. And I can't wait to dive into Kelsey's functional medicine practice, ProFit. So today's drink is one that would be ProFit approved. We're having a smoothie that is sweet, savory, and loaded with healthy fats to keep your body at its peak. It is so delicious. It has one banana, one cup of almond milk, one tablespoon of almond butter, 
which I love, one tablespoon of ground flax seeds, one date, one half teaspoon of cinnamon. You throw everything into a blender with a handful of ice and blend until smooth. So, Kelsey, could you explain the function of healthy fats in the body while I take a sip of this delicious smoothie? And cheers to you. Cheers. So a couple things. Omega-3 fats are really beneficial for decreasing um, inflammation and strengthening, strengthening the immune system. So there's actually been studies where vitamin D and omega-3 have even, omega-3s from like fish oil, have stopped the, the growth and the production of cancer cells. Wow. Um, omega-3s can help decrease inflammation throughout the body as well. Um, healthy fats are utilized to make cholesterol, which is the building block of all of your sex hormones, like we were talking about. Um, you need fat to have adequate amounts of your sex hormones. Fat also lubricates your joints and your tissues. So, you know, if you have joint pain, arthritis, inflammation in the joints, fats can help with that as well. That is wonderful and so interesting. I love it. I take all of those and I have for years and years and years. So this smoothie is absolutely delicious and it includes everything you need to stay healthy. So cheers. Awesome. Cheers. So now going back just a little bit, how did you get a job which later helped you get a divorce? So it's very interesting, actually. Um, so my ex-husband at the time had gotten a job in Birmingham, Alabama, which is where I live now. And I applied for a position at Lifetime Fitness. And Lifetime Fitness is a commission-only job. So it was 100% commission. And I was hired on as a nutritionist and a trainer. So I moved to a new city where I didn't know anyone. And I went to a job that I hadn't had a job in a while. And I had to organically meet clients and build up my book of business in order to be able to save money and then quit. So I convinced Vincent and my ex-husband to let me have a job. And at the time, it was financial. Like, we kind of needed it at the time. But I just made my own bank account. And then he knew it was a 100% commission job. So I just kind of acted like I wasn't making the money that I was making. Yeah. Um, within the first couple of months, I got to where I was bringing in about 10 K in revenue a month. Wow. Um, I was hitting a bunch of, yeah, I was hitting a bunch of like sales goals at lifetime. Um, even regionally, like with Atlanta, I was hitting huge sales goals there. I actually bought my first Mercedes in the first year that I was there. I saved up money and I got my own lease for an apartment, um, within about three to six months. Congratulations. That's, that's just fabulous. What happened when you told your husband that you wanted a divorce and had the money to do so? So I was actually in a meeting at Lifetime um, during like our lunch break meeting and my phone stopped working. Uh, all my cards were shut off, my debit card, my insurance. I didn't know where he was or where my daughter was. And he actually tried to get me fired from my job. <laughs> so it was pretty dramatic. Um <sighs> I ended up leaving like his house with only like my clothes and like Ainsley's bed frame that he would let me have. Um, so I had like an empty apartment and a blow up mattress for a little while. But but you had your it. daughter. You had your daughter. Yes. Oh, thank heaven. I ended up finding out where she was. Yeah. Um, I had to get the police involved. But at that point, you know, then he was forced to kind of tell me where she was. So oh. everything was OK there. Well, how did the cult react to this? So we actually got excommunicated from the cult before we ever moved back to the U.S. 
okay. Um, yeah, so they had tried to arrange marriage, one of my best friends, while I was still over there. And that's where I was like, no, like, this isn't okay. Like, this is right. And the elders got on like a Zoom call with my ex-husband and told him that, you know, they were excommunicating us because I was causing division in the church. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm actually very, very happy, very happy that that happened. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that nothing worse happened to you. I'm glad they didn't do anything, you know, worse to you. So not yeah. only did you leave the cult, but you actually started your own business. Can you discuss mm-hmm. the mindset shifts you had to make in order to be confident again? Oh, wow. That's a process. And I would say that's an ongoing process, you know, like, to me, like I had to rebuild even how I was thinking. Uh, coming out of a cult, I had to learn how to, to critically think again. I had mm-hmm. to get therapy with a PTSD and cult specialist. And I learned something called neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. where you can actually reprogram your brain um, and rebuild neuro connections. And uh-huh. so I worked through that process. I did like two sessions with her and I couldn't afford it anymore. So I actually learned how to do it on my own and I did it through like meditation, mindfulness. I read a ton of books. Like I, I'm an avid reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, I did a lot of Joe Dispenza's books. Um, I did a lot of like, uh, Robert Greene, like he has a lot of good, like 48 laws of power. Yes. I love him. Yes. He's one of my favorite authors. Yes. Um, he was on this podcast. Just, oh, was he? He's yes. amazing. He's amazing. Um, So I just really kind of learned step by step. And then I I started to surround myself with other business owners and entrepreneurs, like organically at the gym, like they just became clients, they became friends, and they would give me advice. Like, I can't tell you how much free advice I've gotten over the years from other entrepreneurs and business owners that just saw my potential, saw my drive, and they would just organically tell me things. But the mindset shifts were really all around like, specifically believing that I could fulfill the things that I wanted to do and finding my purpose. Yes. Once I knew that my purpose was to help others have freedom and heal like I have, like there was just no stopping me. I didn't care what it took to get here. And and that's kind of what led me to where I am now. I love it. I'm so happy for you. I want to say congratulations, everything that's happened for you in your life. It's, it's very inspiring. So now please tell us all about ProFit. Awesome. I will. So ProFit High Performance Medicine, I started in 2019, right before the pandemic. Um, I had a couple of consulting gigs where I was working online for various companies. One was a functional medicine company. Another was a supplement company by the Diesel Brothers. He has a TV show on Discovery Channel. And then I was doing some writing for another supplement company for their like supplement line. And um, that was kind of what I was able to do online while I was building ProFit. And coming into 2020, the pandemic happened and ProFit was not even really a thing yet. Um, And I was freaking out. I had no idea how I was going to build this business now that everything was shut down. We had no idea what the economy was going to do. And I met a guy named Bedros who has a couple companies, like one's called Fit Body Bootcamp, one's called Trulene, but it's fitness related. And he had a business course during the time called Income Ignition. And I knew a guy named Aaron that was one of his coworkers, and I got in for like, I think I paid like a couple hundred dollars, like $200. Um, So I was like, I don't have money, but I will pay you what I have. And so I got into that income ignition course and really learned like the basics of like marketing and building a package and like having a structure to your business, all things I had no idea about. 
And um, through 2020, I really just networked very hard. Like I made friends organically with people online, um, with local businesses, with other people, and I just helped people. Um, I did a lot of consulting for free. I did a lot of coaching for free. I did a lot of coaching at cost just to kind of get my reps in uh -huh. and get clients that were getting results. Um, and I built Profit in 2020 from like zero to 10K a month. And then in 2021, I doubled it. And I've doubled it about three or four times since then in two years. That is wonderful. It was obviously meant to be. Are your services offered nationwide? They are for nationwide. So I now have a team. Um, so I have another functional medicine nutritionist named Katrina. I have a personal trainer named Tana. So she programs workouts, puts them into an app for you. My doctor is actually my dad. Um, <gasps> So that was really cool. He does all it. the hormone replacement. Yeah. He does peptides. We do compounded thyroid medications. And we also have a Navy SEAL on staff. So our newest hire is a Navy SEAL named John Richards. And he's based out of Virginia Beach. And he does like meditation, mindfulness. And then he helps coach the guys because the guys kind of need a little bit like masculine energy. They need to learn about how to be a husband, a father. And he helps kind of be the enforcer and teach the men. It was really important to me, too, because, like, I've just really seen the, the death of the masculine man lately or in the past few years. Like, you know, toxic masculinity is a word people throw around. And it's just really sad because men are meant to be masculine mm -hmm. and they feel the best when they're masculine. They perform the best when they're in their masculine energy. And the testosterone thing we touched on is a really big issue. Uh -huh. It's a huge issue with veterans because yes. veterans have, like, TBIs. They have head injuries. They have operator syndrome from all the cortisol drive and so we have a huge base of veterans that's kind of my passion um is really veterans because my dad's a veteran and then i've had a lot of experience with veterans myself so part of profit is eventually going to be really serving the veteran community too oh i love that that's beautiful well you have him to teach men how to be men and we have you to teach women how to be strong women Bless you. Can you speak to how mental resilience comes into play when finding answers about your health? Mm. Yes, that's huge because I think a lot of people start to feel very discouraged when they have health issues they can't resolve. Um, they might even feel hopeless sometimes. And your thoughts and your feelings create your reality. So if you're constantly thinking, I'm sick, I'm unwell, I can't get help, I will always be this way, then you will always be that way right. because your thoughts create your reality. Mm -hmm. And so if you shift your thoughts to, well, I'm sick right now, but I can be better. Mm -hmm. I know my body can heal. I, I know my body can have the right tools and then be better or achieve homeostasis. And I think if you consistently believe that, as well as you implement the habits that you need to change with your nutrition, your sleep, your stress management, your exercise, then you will have the body that you want to have. Your body will begin to heal because those thoughts do create chemical reactions or hormones, and those hormones then affect how your body responds. I believe that 100%. Perception is reality as far as I'm concerned. And I, mm -hmm. I just had this fun conversation with my new daughter-in-law, uh, Two weeks ago, she was planning a birthday party for our for her husband, my son. And uh, so she wanted me to help her. And we were sitting down having a little powwow and working on the birthday party. And 
I said, how about this and how about that? And came up with an idea for something for the party. And she said, oh, I don't think we have time. And I said, oh, there isn't anything I can't get done. Trust me, there isn't anything I can't get done. And she just kind of looked at me and had this big smile. She said, you say that a lot. I said, you know what? I believe it. I believe it. I've said that my whole life. That's kind of my life mantra. There isn't anything I can't get done. And guess what? I got it done. If you tell yourself, oh, that'll never get done. I can't do that. Then you can't do it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is really true. And that's always been how I felt too. Like, you know, I remember my ex-husband telling me like, well, you'll never get a job more than $15 an hour, or you'll never be more than an administrative assistant. I can't tell you how many times people have told me that. Yep. And I was just like, well, no, that's not the case. Like I'm going to have a huge national functional medicine clinic and we're going to help veterans for free someday. Oh. And People are just like, no, that'll never happen. And they've said that consistently. They've said that before I had profit. And they said it when I had profit that it would never make it. And then they said, oh, you'll never survive the pandemic. And I did. And they'll be like, oh, you'll never have a team. And now I do. And so it's kind of like, I just won't stop because I know if I keep putting in the work and the effort, then it'll pay off eventually. I love it. I have to ask your ex-husband, does he ever say, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I said it. Look at you now. Um, he doesn't say sorry. He kind of just doesn't acknowledge it altogether, if that makes sense. He, yeah, that, that's the same thing, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He kind of just ignores it. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever heard from anyone from the cult? No. Um, this is actually the first time that I've talked pretty publicly about it, just because, you know, Dr. Phil actually called me to be on that episode on the Church of Wells. And at the time, like, I just hadn't processed enough to really explain what had happened, or I hadn't healed enough to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. And now I feel comfortable in who I am and how I've healed so that I'm able to share and maybe even help other people. Um, but a lot hasn't really been done with the cult as far as like, there's still a lot of people trapped there. Um, the police or even like other administrative organizations haven't really ever gotten involved, but, um, they are pretty outspoken still and they are pretty aggressive. So I wouldn't be surprised if I get some kind of DM after this, but I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Well, it seems that in the long run, you are a stronger and more effective professional because of your experiences. Do you believe that? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I really like the story of the Phoenix where it talks about like, from beauty or beauty comes from ashes. Right. Right. And I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't gone through all the things that I have, I wouldn't have the character that I have. I wouldn't have the tenacity or the drive. And so for me, a lot of it is like, I'm grateful for what I went through, even though it was painful and terrible because it made me the person that I am today. And now I can help more people. So it's worth it in the end. It's kind of like being a wounded healer, right? Mm -hmm. I can Um, empathize with my patients because I understand how they feel. Oh, yes, I can completely see how I can understand and see how uh, you must have this great connection with your patients. They must Mm -hmm. leave there and be just have this weight lifted off their shoulders and see that there is help coming. Yeah, and and I think they can tell, too, that I care most about them getting results in their health, whether it's with me or it's another provider or it's another avenue. And so I think they feel comfortable knowing that I'm not out to just get their money or charge them a bunch of money because I could, you know, functional medicine practices are generally pretty expensive, but we try to make our prices reasonable and we try to get our patients the best care they can for a reasonable amount. And that's just because I want people to heal. And I know that that impact ultimately will make a bigger difference. I love that. 
Is there anything exciting coming up with ProFit that you'd like to share? So what we're looking to do is expand further and add more staff members. So the veterans is really kind of where we're going next. Um, right now, I'm really focusing on building out a veteran program with a couple other um, big companies. And we're working on being able to offer that for free for veterans. Oh. And so that's kind of the biggest next thing is to try to be able to offer what we do for free for veterans. Oh, that is a beautiful mission. I'm going to say a prayer tonight for you and for that goal. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I have a couple investors and big businesses we're going to hopefully meet with at the beginning of next year and start to get things moving. Oh, that's wonderful. I mentioned earlier that we do two things with every podcast, and so we've come to a time in this podcast to do our second one, and that's game of the day. Do you like to play games? I do. I play games with my daughter a lot. <laughs> I love that. How old is your daughter? She's going to be 10 in January. Oh, how fun. How fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, we create our games in honor of our guests and our podcast. And so we named this game, Find Your Voice. In honor mm -hmm. of you finding your voice after going through so much hardship, we're going to play a game that celebrates our unique point of views. But we're going to keep it super fun. I'm going to read off a prompt. And we just have to give our hot take on the topic. So the number one, and you can go first or I'll go first. What's your opinion on daylight savings? Oh, I'm not a fan of daylight savings. I don't feel like we need it anymore for the farmers. I agree with you. Since we just had to do it, we started talking at home and I agree. I think we should abolish it. And I exactly, we mentioned the farmers and we mentioned, I mentioned the school children and the old ladies like me who can hardly stay awake. But yes, I say abolish daylight savings. Okay, number two, Christmas music in November. Oh, I think I don't, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music in November. I kind of like my different months. Totally agree with you on that one. It's like, I don't like seeing Christmas trees decorated in stores in October. I mm -hmm. love Halloween. I love all the fun little costumes because I have grandchildren and they love it. And I, we love dressing up for them. I don't like Christmas music in November. I already have one of my favorite country music stations that I listen to in the car. And it's already switched to Christmas music. I'm like, no, where's my Garth Brooks? So I don't yeah. like Christmas music in November either. Okay, number three. Carbs, good or bad? Oh, uh, carbs are good. Yay! Um, I, yeah, I like carbs when you use it in accordance to your activity level. So True. carbs are one of those things that if you have a lot of energy expenditure for the day, you can have more carbs. Whereas if you're doing more of a rest day, then cut your carbs a little bit. Well, that's very, very good advice. But And I'm going to say, yay, I'm glad you said that. I'm a pro-carb and whether I'm just going to lay around all day, I have to have my carbs. I eat carbs. So, yeah. Okay, next. Uggs coming back in style. Ooh, I love my Uggs. They're warm on my feet. I get cold feet in the wintertime, so I'm a, I'm a pro Uggs person. Well, I, I, it's so funny. I didn't know Uggs went out of style because I've been wearing them Me forever. <laughs> I, had, I never yeah. quit wearing Uggs. I wear Uggs slip-on slippers. I wear Uggs short boots and top. I wear them all the time. So yes, I I'm do happy. too. I have, I have wear them all the time in the winter time. Yeah, I love them. My, my, our newest granddaughter 
uh, Ro, who's not, she's like 20 months old. She has the cutest little pair of Uggs. They're, oh, she's just adorable, though. She could wear anything. Okay, <laughs> this was a topic we were discussing last night. What's your opinion on social media when people use it to only be critical? Oh, gosh. If I didn't have to have social media for my business, I probably wouldn't have it. Um, but I feel like, you know, whatever you're putting out in the world, or what you're consuming is, is going to affect you personally. So if you're always spewing negativity, you're going to be a negative person or you're going to have a negative view on life or you're going to have negative experiences. So um, I feel like the people that are using it for a negative maybe an outlet, maybe they're trying to get their stress out that way. Yes. I feel like it's always going to come back. I think it's going to be a negative for them. I agree. So the reason I ask it is because we did have a big conversation about this uh, last night in my house because uh, it's shocking to me that people will use social media to attack someone or attack mm -hmm. something when it can be a very positive post or a very positive topic but there are certain people that ignore all of that and will log on and say something negative just so they can be negative. And when they do that, I just want to say, I'm sorry for them because you're right. It just, it's just showing us who they are and it's, yeah. and I feel sorry for them because it's, it's never going to upset me because that's what their goal is, is to upset me, if it's on my page or someone else, if it's on their page, it's like they're wasting their time and they're just showing us who they yeah. are. And I think it's just a shame because if we can't have some positivity in the world over something beautiful or fun, then it's a shame. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, listen, this has been such a wonderful time spent with you. And I just have one last question before we end this podcast, because when I named this podcast, I've got a secret. It was really, it's the name came from the fact that I have learned so many secrets throughout my life from family and friends that have been really life-changing for me. And I wanted to share secrets with other people that maybe changed their life that might change someone else's. So do you have a secret? that you have learned from maybe a family member or a friend that you want to share with all the secret squad out there? Yeah, I would say the number one secret that I've learned is just to never give up um, because there's been lots of times in my life where I felt hopeless. I felt like I didn't have any other choice. I felt like I was never going to achieve my goals. I felt like I never was going to be healthy. Um, I felt like I never was going to have a positive home for my daughter. And because I never gave up, and because I really believed in myself and I was an advocate for my own self and my own desires, that's the result, or that's why I have the results that I have now and I have my business and I have my freedom and I have the life that I always dreamed that I would have because I never gave up on myself. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love that because listen, if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't look out for yourself and believe in yourself, who's going to? Exactly. And when you're building a business, everybody thinks you're not going to be able to do it until you've already done it. And then they're like, oh, I know you could do it this whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm one of those that will call them on it. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wonderful. So now can you please tell the listeners where to find you and profit online? 
Yes. So my Instagram is Kelsey. It's K-E-L-S-E-Y underscore. And then my last name, Kaler, K-O-E-H-L-E-R. And then ProFit's website is ProFit. So P-R-O-F-I-T. And then it's HPM.com, which is ProFitHPM.com. And they can schedule a free consult with me. Um, It's a 30-minute free consult. They can do it in my Instagram bio or on my website. And we'll go over their health concerns. And for free, I'll tell them, you know, here's some labs you should get, or here's what I would suggest for you. And then we can kind of move forward from there, what the best option is for the patient. Oh my gosh, that is so wonderful that you do that for free. Thank you so much. So Secret Squad, pay attention to that. That is seldom done. So thank you, Kelsey, for that. That's wonderful. And Secret Squad, as always, head on over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for more from this episode. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.